This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, the podcast where we get you all updated on what is happening here in the North Shore High School sports scene. With the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek, and I'm here with the Record North Shore founding member, Joe Coughlin. Just a quick reminder before we get this podcast started that you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure to write us a nice little review and spread the word. We always appreciate it. Always appreciate every single listen that we get and check out some old episodes of the podcast as well. Always some great stuff over there. We're going to do our usual four-quarter format for this week's episode. In the first quarter, we are going to uh, talk wrestling as the season has started, and both Loyola and Nutrier um, have some very competitive teams that we're really excited to see, so we're going to talk about them. In the second quarter, we are joined by Nutrier girls basketball coach Terry Rogers. She's going to talk about the end of Gates Gym as we are a a few weeks away from uh, Gates Gym uh, being used for the last few times um, before they start the renovations and uh, tear it down. And then in the third quarter, we are going to play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. And the fourth quarter, we preview a huge basketball game between the GBS boys basketball team and the Nutrier boys basketball team. But why don't we start off with wrestling here to start things off where uh, Loyola is off to a very good start. Um, to its season um, over the weekend on December 4th they competed in uh, one of the better tournaments in the area they competed at the Joliet Central Tournament um, they uh, had a first place finisher second place two second place finishers a fourth place finisher a seventh and an eighth our first place finisher was Massey Odito Odioti um, at 126 Quinn Herbert finished second at 182 Joey Herbert finished uh, second at 195. Um, Kevi Tadachi finished fourth at 132. Um, Danny Herbert finished seventh at 152. And Pat Zimmer finished eighth at 120. So uh, obviously a really good tournament facing off against some good teams in the Joliet um, Cap, uh, Central uh, tournament over there. And um, last night, Tuesday night, they... Uh, won uh, two dual meets against Tech, um, Lane Tech and Taft, sorry, um, and uh, were able to uh, get those dual wins there. So, um, Joe, I know we touched on uh, wrestling a little bit here um, not too long ago, but um, a really good start for this Loyola team that um, really has a lot of talent based on, obviously, what we saw from that tournament win, um, but also just what we've heard about the wrestlers so far this year. Yeah, this is this looks to be exciting. I can't get wait to get out and um, and see some of their action. Um, they also have dual meet victories against familiar foes, Saint Ignatius and Fenwick. They took a couple wins there. Uh, they were at a tournament early in the year in Barrington, and uh, Massey Odiati picked up another title there. So he looks like he's going to be you know highly ranked guy um, right there for them throughout the season. Um, they've got other guys. The Herberts have been placing well as well. So um, we're gonna be. It, we're, we're, I think we're gonna do some pretty good stuff. Um, the rankings show Odiati's a, a top guy, and Cooper Wittig at 170 pounds is up there as well. Um, so this is a program that's seeing a turnaround. We've kind of got, seen through the years some ups and downs with that program. Maybe we have a special wrestler here or there, but as far as a team goes, they never uh, 
really get up there as far as, you know, I don't know, you know, Montini comes to mind, but they're obviously, you know, the premier program in the state, but up to that point where they're consistently great as a unit, uh, it seems like we might be getting there with this team. So it's, it's looking pretty good for them. It is looking really good. I mean, you mentioned rankings in the class three, a preseason rankings um, from the IHSA. I mean, Odiati was number six at 120. Cooper Wedig was number two at 170. And Quinn Herbert was number five at 182. And um, you gave some updated rankings as well. But um, this team, I agree. I think we've seen some good wrestlers in the past from Loyola where um, you had a couple of good guys who um, make it down to Champaign or wherever state is and um, they're able to compete for a state title or finish third or fourth or fifth. But um, this feels like a year where um, the Ramblers will have a lot of players competing in the state meet down in Champaign. But then a week later, I would not be too surprised if they as a team um, are competing for a state title as well. Yeah, you know, when they move to um, three classes, uh, you're able to get some more wrestlers in there, maybe some more opportunities to get down to state and wrestle on the big stage. Still one of my um, favorite, if not my favorite, um, state event such a cool atmosphere but um, it looks like Massey is going to be one um, he's actually up to fourth ranked in the 120 pound weight class so um, you know gonna have a couple I'm pretty sure we're gonna have a couple people go down there for Loyal Academy and as a team you know it's always difficult um, that state tournament is really uh, the team state is is extremely difficult and you see a lot of the same teams there year after year uh the montinis the the rockton um i never can pronounce it right do you know how to pronounce Hon honiga is it honiga oh it's uh i was just covering a game of theirs i think they were saying uh, um shoot what were they saying um they said it in a way that i can't say it right now but it's not honiga it's like something else i forget mm -hmm. what the what the announcer at the game was saying hey i'm embarrassed two two prep sports reporters i can never figure out how to say it every time i see it i just stumble um but anyway uh they're always up there um so it's very tough to crack that code to get down to state as a team but we could see uh, a good performance and maybe some regional success um from the ramblers as a unit which is huge yeah i think that'll be really exciting to see um obviously we're really young here in the tournament but we've seen already some great finishes and great performances um from some of the loyola wrestlers and uh once you get into that conference obviously they, they uh wrestle in a tough conference so I'm really excited to see what they're able to do um, in, a, in a tough environment such as that. But um, Nutrier, we'll talk about them a little bit. We talked about um, what they're able to do, and they come in with a, a loaded team. Kind of a surprise loss to uh, GBS, but it seems like GBS is really um, having a really strong start to the season, um, taking down both uh, GBS, or taking down both Nutrier um, and Evanston to start the season, as well as Maine West. Um, so it seems like the Titans are uh, – are a, a real force to be uh, reckoned with in the CSL South, especially with an early uh, win over Nutrier. Yeah, and that's one of the tricky, fun slash frustrating, but mostly just tricky parts of predicting high school sports is you don't, you know, not as publicized and, and things like that. You don't really know who next man up is. Is that somebody special or not? How, how do you know without, you know, being ingrained in the program or something like that? So it seems like Glenbrook South has taken a major step up. I was ready to, and maybe we did in a previous pod, kind of crown Nutrier as the, as the conference champs for the second straight year. But uh, Glenbrook North came in and gave him a, um, uh, I won't say whooping, it was a close game, 48 to 30 in the duel. But um, you never know who was out for Nutria. We weren't at that one either or if anybody, but it looks like GBS is for real. Both Nutri both Nutria and GBS are um, in that honorable mention category in the rankings by the um, 
Illinois Wrestling Coaches and Officials Association. So um, they're both good, and uh, people know they're good. So it's going to be good um, wrestling in that conference because Maine South always brings it as well um, as a good opponent. Um, and I think Glenbrook North also puts, puts quality wrestlers on the mat. So it's going to be good wrestling in the conference, I believe. And it looks like it's uh, at this point, GBS is to lose now. And it'll be really exciting to see. I mean, just especially for all these wrestlers. I know some wrestlers didn't compete last year um, because the season was in the spring slash summer. Um, so I, uh, based on talking to some wrestlers up in the McHenry County area, um, a lot of those coaches and wrestlers are just excited to be back to a normal schedule um, in the winter. I know, obviously, um, the Omicron uh, variant might put a difference on that. Hopefully we're done with trying to figure out whether uh, sports are going to be suspended or, uh, or anything like that, not trying to wish on that or anything. But um, for the most part, I think everyone is just excited to uh, be back to a normal schedule, back to competing in the winter instead of like, though it was kind of cool sometimes when you would watch the outdoor meets um, and you would have guys wrestle on the football field, like on a mat in the middle of the football field. Oh, yep. Yep. That was very cool. That's cool to see. Um... But this year, I'm excited to see, you know, Nutrier's got a couple guys that I want to see how they've they've grown in their senior year. Jack Cummings at 195. Yes, the, the Nutrier All-Conference running back, as well as uh, Mike Boyer, um, I think in the midweights. Um, yeah, he's at 152. Um, they're both ranked in the top 10. So is Wilson Wright at 120. So um, <clears throat> that's going to be a fun team to watch. I'm looking forward to seeing them. All right. It'll be fun to see what these guys are able to do and girls as we uh, have girls wrestling as well this year. Um, it'll be really fun to see uh, what they're able to do uh, this upcoming season as we uh, get forward here. But we're going to move on over now to the second quarter where we are joined by Nutria Girls basketball coach Terry Rogers. Um, Joe, I know you caught up with Terry for a bunch of reasons, um, but uh, I know one of the reasons that we're going to hear from her um, is because uh, Gates Jim is going to uh, have his last few events this upcoming December. Um, I know you got a chance to catch up with her about that, but uh, what are the folks at uh, home going to hear from Terry, but also um, what did you get a chance to talk to her about? Yeah, we talked about a few things and, um, you know, a couple of her former players, Amy Jaschke, and uh, that's not her name anymore. I forgot her last name now and she's married, but, and um, Deirdre Naughton um, both made the, uh, the, the state hall of fame for basketball. So, um, I talked to her about those former players um, for a while. And then we talked about Gates Jim because um, Gates Jim, obviously nearly hundred years old, 91 years old uh, at New Trier. And she's been um, coaching in that gym since 1994. So almost 30 years, 25 years um, as a head coach, 25 years and um, has a lot of memories. Um, so I'm going to kind of, I'm working on a bit of a, um, you could call it an obituary of Gates Jim, and I, I for sure wanted to touch base with Coach Rogers and see where her head's at. Um, so it's kind of fun. Um, she tells me a little bit about how when they first brought her the idea, she said she was going to basically chain herself to the gym floor. But um, <laughs> you know, came around, the gym does need updating and all that stuff. So that's good stuff. So um, we basically talked about the the history um, and the legacy of Gates Jim. All right, let's take a listen. Well, it seems like everyone's in agreement that we need some upgrades here in those facilities. Yeah. But um, what was your reaction to just that discussion that Gates might be torn down? How did that feel? You know, I, I, I'll be honest. I, at first, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll be sitting in the, I'll be sitting at half court, you know, when the, the demolition ball comes because <laughs> I, I, I was, you know, it just wasn't something uh, I was, I was up for at first. Um, you know, I, I'm a history teacher by nature, and so I just love the history of the gym. And 
you know, it's just a great, great place to play basketball. It's just such a, a great environment. It's a great feel. Um, you know, so definitely it, it, it was with some sadness and, uh, you know, but just talking through it and recognizing, you know, it's, it's not just a, a, a you know, we, we use it for so much more and, um, you know, knowing that we're really going to kind of keep that historic feel uh, in our new bill. And I was part of the process. I was, I was fortunate enough to be a part of the, the committee. Um, and, you know, just finding ways to maintain that feel, um, you know, with a, a dome roof and, um, you know, the light, the, the windows, you know, just really trying to keep uh, aspects of, you know, what makes Gates special. You know why? Obviously, it, it definitely it, it definitely needs to be upgraded, um, and uh, you know, so just it's trying to find that strike that balance. And I, and I think um, you know, Coach Augie's done a great job of, of doing just that, and, and um, you know, helping you know having having it designed. And you know, it's just going to be such a much better facility for all of us. You know, from PE, KW classes to all the sports, um, you know, so it's 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 going to be great. Um, but yeah, you know, the from a the strictly basketball historical point, you know, it's sad, but it's it is definitely time. It's been in talks for um, I don't know a couple of years, um, if not yeah. more. So. I guess when when did you come around and kind of understand when <laughs> when did they talk you off the court? Yeah, you know, I, I think just being a part of this committee and seeing what we needed to do and and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's definitely you know when you really sit back and think about it, um, you know, it, it's definitely due. And so it wasn't it wasn't too hard to to get me there, but you know, it's definitely nostalgic and um, definitely gonna miss it. Um, you know, everything from. You know, just having a, a big crowd there where, where people are up on the uh, uh, stage, you know, to little quiet moments when you're in there by yourself, to hearing the chains when we, you know, we have chains still that put down the side baskets. And, huh. you know, just, just like hearing those chains, you know, it's, it's practice time and it's just a, it's a, a sound that I'm going to miss. And, um, you know, there's just so many little little things about it that uh we're we're, we're gonna miss but um as i said it's, it's definitely time and um you know excited to to you know see what uh you know that to get to play in the new facility so you know you mentioned that it's a great place to play anything that sticks out of why you really enjoyed you and your teams playing in that gym um you know i think it's just the intimacy you know it's you know, the, you know, the bleachers are right there and, you know, it's kind of sunken, you know, when you're in practice, you know, it's that sunken feel. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's just a, it, it has that intimate quality to it. Um, and it has that kind of a little bit of an old school quality. You know, I, I, I grew up in Indiana. I, I played at, at Duke, you know, so that Cameron feel and, uh, um, you know, so that's why, you know, definitely extra special for me to, um, you know, having having been able to coach in that gym for the last 25 years, it's, it's been pretty special. Thanks so much, Terry, for joining us. And thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every single week. Really appreciate everyone's insight. 
All right, we're going to move on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of Way or No Way. I throw out five propositions and Joe and I argue, but we've actually been agreeing a lot lately, so we got to figure that out. Um, whether a way the proposition can happen or no way it cannot happen. All right, we've got uh, other sports happening as well as the winter season is well underway. We have uh, boys swimming and diving, which has started here recently. So, uh, Joe, let's start things off. Way or no way that the new cheer boys swimming and diving team can win the CSO South this year? Oh, well, I'll say way. I think they have a chance to do um, some serious damage um, at uh, in the in the state series as well. Um, another deep team, um, you know, multiple top swimmers going to play play compete at the college level. Uh, this is a really talented Trev squad, so I expect big things from them. I'll say way. I think I'll go away with you, but I don't think it's like a. I, I think they can do it. I don't think that they're the favorite. I think GBS has really shown that they've really been the stalwart in that conference um, for a little bit here now recently, especially with the Ida's Ida brothers, both the younger and uh, Sam and Max now at GBS. Um, I think he's still there, but um, GBS has really been able to grow a lot of uh, talent under Keith McDonald. So um, I will agree with you way that I do think that they have the potential to win the CSL South, but I wouldn't uh, go as far as to say that they would be the favorite or anything like that. Um, though they definitely can't compete for a conference championship because they are definitely a very talented team that will be doing uh, um, great things when it comes time for sectionals in state. All right, we're going to stay here with swimming, but move over to Loyola. Way or no way, Joe, that the Loyola boys swimming and diving team will have a state champion this year? Oh, um, I'll say no way. Um, winning a state championship is obviously incredibly difficult and um i don't think they have anybody to do it this year now you're gonna probably i feel like i'm being set up like you might uh i may have forgotten about something <laughs> and so i'm like doing quick research in case i did i just think loyola from what i remember is is a very good unit that's gonna um as always do some good things but i don't think they have a state uh champion type person so i will say no way I think I agree with you there. Um, obviously, we did not have um, a state championship last year because of COVID-19, as everyone knows. Um, but I do think uh, a couple of years ago, um, they had really strong swimmers um, that unfortunately graduated and um, are really doing great things in college as well. But um, I think I'll agree with you there. No way. Um, I think that maybe they'll get some, they'll definitely get some state qualifiers. But when it comes time to uh, win a state championship, um, I just don't think that uh, um, they'll have it for this upcoming season. But um, wouldn't I be surprised if someone is uh, going to use this as bulletin board material and show us wrong as always. But um, that's what we love doing here in the podcast. So uh, as I look at it right now, um, I did forget about somebody. It has been so long, but um, Luke Maurer, uh, his little brother Rex finished fifth in the 200 yard freestyle in the last time they had it right which was what 2019 yeah or 2020 i guess yeah 2020 so the beginning of 2020 yeah um so yeah we might have one but i'll, I'll stick with my no way since how, how difficult that is um but we got a rex mauer sighting and it might be he might do some special things um, yeah now he's a junior as a junior all right, let's move on over now to girls gymnastics, where the new Trier girls gymnastics team will be competing in a tough Lake Forest meet um, this upcoming week. 
uh, way or no way, Joe, that Nutria can uh, begin or part of its beginning of its season um, can win this opening meet? Oh, I don't, no way. I don't think they're winning it. Um, usually this meet I don't have in front of me who's there, but we're talking a Lake Forest. Um, usually if we're getting a Mundelein or a Carmel, one or both of those programs there, um, they usually like to meet up early in the season and just a little bit of a litmus test, see where everybody's at and, you know, put the best stars on the stage. And that's, those are some of the best programs in the state, ever, you know, year after year after year. So, um, you know, maybe even Liberty build things like that. So um, I'll say no way. I think, I think the Trevs lack that star power. Um, I think they're, they're a very good team and they'll, they'll do just fine this year. have a nice program out there. I don't know if they're um, a state champion type, so I don't know if they're going to win this, this meet. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you there. I think it's definitely a, a tough meet. Um, they're obviously, I think it's a good meet for them to do because um, I think it's like you mentioned, one of the meets that has some of the best teams um, in the area. So I think it's a good way to figure out what you have, what you still need to work on and that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm sure they know what they have, but um, I just think it's a good way to kind of figure out um, where you're at as a team, especially at the beginning. So um, no way, I don't think they'll win the meet, but I do think that it's a good uh, meet for them to compete in um, just to kind of figure things out um, as the season starts here. All right, we're going to jump on over now to basketball, and I'm going to ask you about the Loyola Academy girls basketball team um, who is still undefeated in this uh, what are we now? Three weeks in, four weeks into the season. Um, so way or no way, Joe, that the Ramblers will finish the calendar year uh, this season undefeated. Oh, boy. Um, this is a good team, and they've been um, fun to follow so far. Um, just um, playing pretty tough opponents and just coming out. They just went to um took a trip where they go Kalamazoo um in Michigan and came out with a victory so just a little just a little road trip six hours on the road there back and you know get a get a victory in between so um it's a very good team it seems like a pretty gritty team um but let's see before what else do they got I'm looking at they got Montini away they got Glenbrook South they got they got a holiday tournament yeah you know, I'll, I'll say, I'm sorry yeah, Evanston up there. Yeah, yeah, and I think in that holiday tournament, um, they might take a loss. But I will. Let's go. Let's go for funsies and say that they uh, they come out with a uh, a flawless record as we start twenty twenty two. I'm going to be a buzzkill, and I'm going to say no way. Um, I think uh, I I always like to say uh, that I think these teams are very talented when I make these proclamations. And I think it's also very important to note that just because a team loses a game does not mean that a team is bad or that a team um, will not win a state championship or any of those or a regional or a section or whatever. But I do think that it's very hard in a basketball schedule, especially um, I don't think it's as condensed as uh, last season was, um, but they are playing a game every two or three days. Um, so I do think that there's just the possibility of, I mean, Montini is a good th team. Evanston is a good team. And then Montini, uh, Christmas tournament is going to feature some good teams as well. So um, I do think Loyola will probably lose its first game by the time uh, 2022 um, shows around. I don't think that'll be a cause for overreaction unless something terrible happens in that game. Um, so I will say way um, that they, or what do I ask? Yeah, they will. Uh, no way that they'll finish the calendar year undefeated. But as I like to say too cautiously, that is not a bad thing. I just took a look. Um, I pulled up the teams. We got Whitney Young in here. Um, 
Naz, uh, Naperville North, Montini. Um, yeah, so we got some good teams. This is going to be a fun little tournament. You got York, you got Taft, um, Trinity. So it'll be a fun tournament at the Montini Christmas tournament in my hometown of Lombard. Yeah, it'll be really fun to see, especially how they do um, against those tough opponents. All right, final way or no way question here, Joe. Way or no way, and I worded this in a confusing way, as I tend to do sometimes. Do. Way or no way that the CSL South won't come down to GBS or Nutrier in boys basketball. Boys basketball. Um, I say no way. I mean, it does. I think it. I think it's absolutely going to. I think they're a on a different tier, um, a little bit than. Evanston, Maine South, and GBN, all quality programs, but I think they've really separated themselves, and we're going to find out Thursday night. I'm really excited um, tomorrow night, we're recording this on Wednesday, to see some really good basketball, some stars on the court, uh, just going at it, uh, and I think they've they took some punches early on and, and have proven, you know, had done nothing to disprove their top five teams, so um, I think no way that it won't. <laughs> Yeah, I feel um, I kind of I, I agree with you there, and I feel dumb for doing it a little bit because I feel like it's dumb to um, count out um, Evanston uh, a few weeks into the season. But I just have not been impressed by what the what they've been able to do so far this year. I mean, they already lost to GBS um, by 16 points, um, so. I, I think it's just going to be really interesting to see what Evanston is. And I agree with you there where I just, I don't think Evanston is at the level where these two teams are. And I know that it's insane to say just based on knowing um, how these teams have done um, recently, but um, for right now, I just think I'm, I would have to say uh, no way that it doesn't go other than GBS and Nutria. And I guarantee you tomorrow is going to be a huge game and uh and I, I think the second time these two teams play against each other, that probably decides the conference, whether it's going to be um, a shared title or whether it's going to be an outright title, title because um, I think that both teams will obviously have some um, tough teams to play in the CSL South. I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk, but I do think that it will be really interesting um, to see what these two teams are able to do. And I just don't think uh, Evanston really factors into that. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. And with that, why don't we jump on over now to the fourth quarter where we will uh, preview a huge basketball game. Um, but why don't we start things off by um, talking some uh, girls basketball as well. Like we talked about, Loyola has started the season undefeated. Um, they are going to uh, face off um, against uh, Fenwick on Thursday night. Um, then they have Chicago Bulls prep on Monday and then Montini the next Thursday. So, um, should be an interesting test with Fenwick, obviously a conference opponent there, um, Chicago Bulls, uh, college prep should, um, they should probably control that game. And then, um, traveling away to Montini will be really interesting as well. So, uh, this, uh, this Ramblers team is in, entering a really, uh, interesting stretch here. Yeah, it's a good stretch. Um, it'll be fun basketball. I think they're going to be there till the end. I think they, they, you know, that success of last year's program and that leadership is really trickling down, as I mentioned in a previous podcast. So I think this team, while it seems like a bunch of new starters and new names and faces, it's really carrying on that legacy and kind of building their own um, with, with those new um, those new names. So um, it's a good team. It's a really good team. And, and you know, you know, they're going to be coached well and play 
um, play discipline and strong, um, gritty type of basketball. So uh, it's a good stretch for them, and I think they'll do just fine. Yeah, I think it'll be a good stretch for them, like we uh, talked about a little bit earlier in the third quarter. But um, really excited to see what they're able to do, especially once they play a, little, a few tougher teams. But um, it should make for us uh, some great basketball as well. Um, you have uh, the Loyola boys basketball team. Um, they're currently at 5-2 and two overall, 1-0. and oh. um, Their two losses coming to New Trier. Um, and then they lost to uh, Niles Notre Dame, 48-44. Um, to 44. They beat Providence Catholic. Uh, 38 to 31 they beat San Ignatius like we talked about um, 51 to 49 in that tournament Um, can you really uh, get much out of this I mean obviously Notre Dame is a good team Um, can you get much out of what we've seen from the Ramblers recently or um, against Providence and Lakeview as well or um, is it too hard to tell once they uh, maybe start playing uh, you know teams like Notre Dame or teams like Nutrier yeah, I think you can take a little bit out of that Providence win. I know they're 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 better than Providence this year, but Providence goes in and out. They're a, a bigger um, Catholic school. Um, they're a good team. Um, I think it just shows that you know what was weird last year. They were a good team, but I think they had some early losses that were kind of weird. Like, yeah, they shouldn't lose that game. I don't know. Maybe they're a bit more um, polished this year and won't lose those games, which will help them out once the seedings come. So we just know it's a solid team. We can take that away. Yeah, I think that'll be a um, – they obviously over time of it, are still figuring out um, a lot of new starters and that sort of stuff. So it'll be really interesting um, to see as they develop, as they place Providence, St. Mel, um, St. Viator, Bulls College, Prep, um, St. Francis de Sales. Like you got some good games there where you can figure some things out before you really get into a tournament play. Um, and play some uh, tough teams as well. Um, all right, let's move on over to the game that everyone is talking about. Yeah, GBS facing off against Nutrier. Uh, Nutrier entering the game 7-0. and um, GBS's one loss came this weekend against arguably the best team in the state, Glenbard West. It came uh, a few points uh, deficit. Um, I don't know, Joe, this game, we talked about it earlier in the third quarter. This game is definitely going to be a big decider in the CSL South. But I think this game will also show you how good Nutrier is um, facing off against GBS, which is also a, probably a top five team in the state. Yeah, I think Nutrier's toughest test so far has been Lake Forest. Um, and they pass with flying colors. Um, GBS also beat Lake Forest pretty handily. So GBS, though, then faced Glenbard West, who's, um, I think, pretty undisputed as the top team in the state. Um, and they went toe-to-toe with them. They went down early. But uh, fought back, thanks to uh, Cooper Norad's um, three-point barrage, but they fought back and made it a one-possession game. That's against a team with that much experience like West has and talent. Um, not an easy thing to do. So um, we're going to see we're going to see two heavyweights going at it. Um, you know, Division one athletes, uh, solid coaching um, and rivals. Um, they live they know each other. They live you know, a couple miles apart here and the North shore is pretty compact. So uh, these guys all know each other, Glenview and Wilmette guys, Winneka. Um, it'll be, it'll be good stuff. I expect some really good basketball. I don't really expect anything high scoring. Um, I think these teams know each other well enough to hold each other down. Um, and we'll see expecting maybe some secondary scorers to step up um, or just, if that doesn't happen, if we see an all out star performance by somebody like Jackson Monroe, um, from Trier or from Martinelli uh, at GBS, then I'd be shocked and I'd be really impressed because you know those teams are going to be keying them and holding them down. 
I was going to ask you, what is your key matchup here? Is it Jackson Monroe against Marinelli? Is it just to see how much he can really limit uh, Marinelli? Because Marinelli plays in the post, but he also wasn't afraid to shoot it or anything like that. So that'll be a really interesting test for Jackson where he's going to have to play kind of close out to the perimeter, um, obviously, than just uh, guarding home and post. I'm very interested to see what Coach Freaky does with his defense because you have two that you have to watch out for. Now, Norad's not the three-level scorer that uh, Martinelli is, but you can't leave him. No. Um, so I, I expect on Martinelli to do something similar to what they did on Asa Thomas, where maybe they start Noah Shannon on him, a 6'5", um, athletic and physical forward, and they switch everything. I think they still have to switch everything. Uh, when they do that, though, they're going to have to do something with NORAD because you do too much switching, you're going to leave somebody open for threes, and you just can't do that. So really interested to see how they, how they fight that um, with NORAD at the top. And, uh, but I think Martinelli, it's going to be a team defense just like it was Asa Thomas. When they switch, you're going to see some Jackson Monroe on them. You're going to see some um, Jake Feagan on them. Um, and on the offensive end of the floor, um, I expect uh, a lot of – um, a lot of breakdowns from um, their point guard Canelos and, uh, you know, outside inside out play to Monroe and then kicking it out to their shooters. Um, we'll see if Fegan and, and Norad, one of them can get hot. I bet one of them does. Yeah. I think that'll be really interesting. Who's uh, who's shooting can really match up there. I mean, um, you mentioned um, Nutri or uh, GBS was down to Glenbard West um, and they made a furious comeback. How does Nutri avoid that? Where if Nutri is able to get off to a big lead or uh, really take control of that, you kind of talked about defensive strategy here a little bit, but how do you make sure that Cooper Nora doesn't really um, shoot the, shoot the ball out of the gym or, or whatever you want to call it. And how do you make sure that GBS doesn't get on a run um, like they were able to do against the best team in the state? Yeah, and I think GBS has to do this too on guys like Jake Feagan if they're in a, an opposite position and GBS has a lead, which I think is entirely possible. Um, I think it's it's thoughtful closeouts. You got to contest the jump shot, but you can't leave your feet. So very disciplined closeouts. Make sure you contest those jump shots. If you're switching everything, it has to be a team mentality to be able to stick on the there because there's going to be a window when you switch for that for an opening. If Norad wants to take advantage of that or if, if uh, GBS shoots and Fegan wants to take advantage, uh, you got to close out strong and you got to do it and stay on your, stay on your feet and rebound because long shots mean long rebounds, which means a better chance to, for an offensive rebound, which means a better chance for a second opportunity. When you shoot threes, like they do second chance opportunities, when you have shooters are many times threes and open threes. So you got to get the rebound. You got to win the rebounding game. And that's, I think, the best way to stop shooters from getting all their shots up. Which team do you feel like has the advantage here, just experience-wise? I mean, obviously, these two teams have been around. Jackson Monroe's been playing last year. Fegan's been playing last year. Um, but, I mean, Cooper Norwood's been playing. I mean, I've seen him play as a sophomore or even, like, really early. And he was deep. I remember him playing with Dom, uh, with uh, Nick's uh, older brother, Dominic, um, uh, a couple of years ago. So, um, these GBS has experience. So, I mean – and obviously Phil Raston has experience with Geneva and what he was, he's been able to do at GBS has been pretty uh, fun to see so far, but um, do you feel like there's an, an experience advantage here? Or do you feel like these two teams, um, especially from last year, know each other pretty well um, and uh, experience might probably won't play a factor in here. 
That's a great question. Um, I might I might give the edge there to GBS just because it ex, it's experience with a bullet, right? Like it's not experience like, hey, this guy's been on varsity. It's these guys have been stars on varsity, especially Martinelli for for years. Um, stars and Nutrier doesn't lack experience though. Um, Fegan, Fitzpatrick, Canelos, and Monroe were all starters last year, so they're starters again. And then you got Noah Shannon and Carlo Kolak um in there too and i think nutria's got the advantage on the physical side a little bit um they just see they're bigger so it's going to be interesting I, I do i could give gbs the experience and maybe um martinelli's ability to score on th all three levels i think that's matched probably best by jake fegan but he's a junior and still coming into his own against varsity defenses to score on all three levels he's a shooter anywhere but to score on all three levels he's figuring that out and he'll get there um, but I think Martinelli has that advantage. So um, I think that gives GBS a little something. Regardless of what happens, you know, Thursday night is going to be a fun night at Gage Gym. Probably one of the best, last best uh, games that are going to be happening at Gage Gym. So make sure you are um, and on campus and make sure you are checking out the game. I know, Joe, you said um, that you will be at the game. So make sure you're following Joe from updates for that game and um, all the stuff from the record northshore.org um, as well. But um, I, I would imagine that, uh, especially with how big this game is going to be, and just the nostalgia of Gage Gym. I mean, I feel feel like that crowd um, is going to be uh, very intense on Thursday night. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, it gets going in Gage Gym, similar to, to how it does GBS. I like when the dome's packed too. That's fun. Um, but uh, it's it's such a, a weird gym, and it's old, and it's stone, and it, it gets busy and hot. <laughs> so that almost increases the uh, intensity a little bit. Uh, yeah, Bill's pizza lifting in the air. Yeah, right. And uh, both student sections will be shouting random things at each other, um, probably inappropriate at times. So it'll be good. Um, it's going to be a packed gym for sure. I got to make sure I get myself a spot. Yeah, you definitely want to get there early, folks, if you want to be at this game, because um, definitely going to be an at-capacity crowd. But like I said, Joe's going to be at that game, so make sure you are following him for all the latest updates as well. Give us a yeah, prediction for this game. Yeah, I do. Um, maybe it's maybe it's because I'm hoping for this and I'm and I'm going to will it into existence. I'm really hoping for a one possession game. I think it 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 definitely has the potential to be. I think these teams, and maybe they could certainly prove me wrong, are as close to even as any in the state. Um, I think they're really they match up well. Um, they both have their advantages in certain spots, and I look to take advantage. I think it's going to come down to defense and rebounding. Um, course I might always think that but um, I, I think Nutrier might have a bit more of that physicality and with the home crowd um, I think they might have an advantage I'm going to say something like uh, 51 to 50. Wow that'd be a that'd be quite the game yeah um, I think I will probably I I, I like your mindset I, I like where your head's at I just think the GBS is mad that it and again it lost to probably the best team in the state um, and that was like, uh, that was just a three point loss, um, at Ridgewood high at a neutral court game. But, um, I think GBS is mad. Um, I think that they try to pull it out. I think, um, Marinelli, I think Cooper Norad can really, uh, get hot at the right time. Um, and I think that he'll probably sink, um, a critical three pointer late in the game. Um, and I think it'll probably be somewhere around, 
I don't know. GBS really likes to score the ball, but I think I'm going to go 65-62. That seems high. Maybe 57-52 or 57-54, something like that. Um, I think it's going to be a three-point game. I think a late Cooper Nord uh, three-pointer is really going to make the difference there. Um, And then GBS is going to take an early lead in the conference. And then when these two teams meet up in the Titan Dome on January 28th, um, I think that game is basically going to decide whether uh, one team is going to be a outright champion or whether they're going to share the title. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm nervous a little bit. My palms are sweaty, but I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a great game though. Maybe, maybe they'll throw you in. I think the bulls are um, actually having a lot of COVID issues. So if you're looking for a, a contract to get back in there, maybe the bulls uh, uh, might take you in there and you can get some, uh, you can get some Scalabrini love or something like that. How, how would you define yourself as an NBA player in today's age? Uh, uh, like when I actually played or, or as I'm now 38, right now, the Bulls said you're on our team. What, what can you give the Bulls? Oh, uh, I'm going to give the Bulls a ton of, I you know what, I'll, be, I'll whip it around the perimeter with some great speed. You want me to, to rotate the ball around? I'm going to do it. Um, I'm also hoping we play zone defense because I'm <laughs> not sticking with anybody. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would definitely, if I was put in that position, would get lost on the zone pretty quickly. I would not be able to fight through um, a pick set by like Joel Embiid or anyone like that. Like, good luck trying to get through that pick. Um, luckily, oh, we won't be doing that, but we Joe will be watching a great basketball game on Thursday night. So like I said earlier, make sure you check him out and uh, catch up for all the latest results, including that and everything else that's going up uh, on here with all the winter sports that we have. But That is everything that we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Give us a nice little like as well. Maybe you're at the game on Thursday and you want to spread the word about the Varsity Podcast. Make sure you do it. We appreciate it, as always. Make sure we've also got at Friday Night Drive, though the football season is over, we've got updates constantly about everything that's going on in the football world in the state of Illinois. Signing day is next week, so I'm sure we'll have a lot of great coverage for you folks at home about that as well. So uh, thanks, as always, for Joe and I for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity, a product of the record northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.